Today on CityCast Boise, lawmakers are back in town for the first day of the session. Will they get the people's business done, or are we in for more petty fighting? Idaho Public Television's Logan Finney and Idaho Statesman reporter Ian Max Stevenson are here to get into it. It's Monday, January 8th. I'm Blake Hunter, and this is what Boise's talking about. We are kicking off our 2024 legislative coverage with two reporters who will be kind of in the trenches this year. So welcome back to the show, Ian. Uh, Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Blake. And welcome to the show for the first time, Logan. I can't believe we haven't had you on until now, but welcome to CityCast Boise. Hey, thank you. Longtime listener. It's good to be here. Okay, going into the 2023 legislative session, uh, school choice was kind of the big ticket item, a big headliner. And also we had a lot of freshman freshman legislators, first time lawmakers going in. Do we have any idea of what the big attention grabbers will be this year? Well, I think that um, certainly school choice is going to be a big ticket issue again. It was a big push last year for ESAs or education savings accounts, sometimes referred to as school vouchers, Mm -hmm. uh, basically allowing families to take funding that would be going to their local school district and use it for something else, whether that be a charter school or some sort of private schooling or supplies for homeschooling, these type of programs. Um, It was not successful last year, and we heard from lawmakers that they're going to try it again. Um, we're, We're taping this a little bit after a preview with lawmakers at the Idaho Press Club held Uh, Thursday morning before session at the Capitol with some of the legislative leadership. And Senator Lori Den Hartog from Meridian referenced um, some legislation that she said she was giving more details about in a press conference on Friday. So we don't have exact details on that yet, but that is certainly going to be coming forward. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see whether it is um, how similar it is to the ESA bill that didn't make it across the finish line last year, because there's certainly a, a wide range of things you can do in school choice, um, all the way from these ESA individual accounts for students to, you know, something more traditional, like a, like an income tax credit that you could like write off private school tuition would be like an alternative option to that. It seems like over the last few years, there's been this pattern of kind of a one-two punch of trying to push somewhat new ideas through the legislature of kind of they give it a good, a good rough draft in one legislative session, and then they come around uh, the next year kind of with more polished drafts, more tie-ins through uh, what other states are doing around the country. So I'll be interested in, in that. Uh, Ian, what do you think are going to be the big profilers? Yeah, I, I'll just hop on. I agree with Logan definitely that I think there'll be more proposals on schools. And of course, on the flip side of that, uh, a lot of Democratic lawmakers uh, like those that make up uh, some of Boise's delegation are very concerned about any bill that would potentially reduce public funding for education. Um, Idaho is way down the list in terms of states that fund um, how much they fund public education per students. So uh, for Democrats, especially, that's a concern. Um, At the same press event, um, House Speaker Mike Moyle mentioned potentially some further tax relief. That's something that the Republicans in the legislature are always trying to do, figure out ways to reduce people's taxes. In the past, they've done it with property taxes. So Mm -hmm. uh, Moyle mentioned that this year there may be some, some kind of plan to reduce income tax so that'll be interesting to watch. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the governor is um, generally focused on education. There were some education funding increases last year. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, if there's a further proposal to, in- to increase education funding. Um, for instance, 
my newspaper, along with ProPublica, has done a lot of reporting about the backlog of um, maintenance issues that are, a lot of schools face, school infrastructure. A lot of that's because um, in order to pass, uh, in order to sort of do a long-term what's called bonding, where you sort of borrow money over a over extended period in order to pay for some infrastructure repair project, fix your roof, build an addition to your school. Um, you often need a two thirds majority of voters and that's a really mm-hmm. high threshold. Not a lot of other states have that threshold. And as a result, some school bonds fail. And then as a result, there sometimes are dilapidated um, schools that have issue kind of keeping issues, keeping up with even just basic maintenance. So some law, so law, some lawmakers are interested in looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, it's easy to feel like even though the Capitol building is in the heart of Boise, uh, the state and the city can sometimes feel very far apart. But Logan, you cover the whole state. So what are some things that you expect to happen this session uh, that will affect Boiseans uh, specifically? When I'm covering the legislature, I really like to think of it as an event rather than a group of people. Mm. It's almost like a convention where every year people from all over the place in Idaho, they come meet in Boise to, you know, optimistically to tackle big problems, uh, mm-hmm. pessimistically just to come fight for a couple months and then go home yep. mad at each other. Yep. So it's it's really interesting in the fact that, you know, the legislature is apportioned according to population. So Ada County, with a full quarter of the state's population, has a quarter of the lawmakers. So even though, you know, Boise is a very bright blue little bubble in a very red Ada County, a lot of the leadership in the legislature, even if they're, you know, not necessarily Democrats. They're still from the Boise area, from the Treasure Valley metro. Just a few months ago, we heard, you know, municipal politicians in Boise talking about the city's biggest priorities. Uh, Ian, just up until a, f- a couple months ago, you covered local politics, and now you're you're the state politics reporter. Uh, how do you see the legislature impacting Boise this this session? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a couple things. Last session, there were a couple of bills related to um, highway district funding. This is sort of looking at when there's a highway district, do they have to prioritize um, vehicle infrastructure uh, versus pedestrian infrastructure or bicycle infrastructure? Um, That's something that is really important in Boise because we have this very unusual situation where uh, there's a county highway district agency that controls the city's roads. And so... It's, it's not city council members generally who are making decisions about about roads and the infrastructure actually in the within the lanes. So some changes there. I think there was concern from the Boise mayor's office and um, a lot of city council members about how those laws that passed last year might affect bicycle infrastructure projects that they're trying to build out or pedestrian infrastructure that, that they're trying to uh, improve, especially as um, there have been a high number of pedestrian and bicycle related fatal crashes in, in recent months. So it, I think it's, as far as I know, it's not totally clear what effect or if there has been really an effect of those bills um, on specific projects. But I, that's one thing I'll be watching to see if there are any other um, proposals in that area. Relatedly, there's, of course, the funding that the city and Salt Lake City missed out on bringing passenger rail back to the area. Um, I know that was a big priority for the mayor. And yeah. I think there was a lot of um Frustration in, at the city that Boise wasn't selected. We don't know why Boise wasn't selected, but looking at comparing the Boise proposal to some of the other areas that were funded, one one difference was that some of these um, other projects had funding already set aside from the state or had some way to kind of um, raise their own funds or otherwise 
yeah. sort of bolster those projects and get them get them going. You know, legislatures reluctant to spend money on really expensive infrastructure like trains, um, but that'll be something to watch. And then lastly, I would just say something that's top of mind for a lot of Boise voters is the topic of abortion. Um, mm-hmm. As we've seen since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, this Idaho has some of the most um, stringent abortion bans in the country. There are a number of ongoing lawsuits, primarily looking at some of the sort of edge cases of situations where a pregnant person, if, if their health is threatened, um, which can you know absolutely happen in a pregnancy, does their doctor, what sort of leeway does their doctor have to get them exemption for that ban? Um, because the written into the law, it's, um, it's at the moment, the um, exemptions are really for if the mother's life is threatened, uh, if the pregnant person's life is threatened with death, um, or in specific cases of incest and rape, if it's reported to law enforcement. This is something that uh, at the same uh, press event, the House Speaker, Mike Moyle, he said that there have been some discussions about trying to address um, health issues with um, with people who are pregnant. So it, it may be the case that we'll see um, changes to that law, or it may not. Well, we'll have to see. One other thing that is kind of Big the banner context for this session is that uh, well last year you know we had like I said we had a ton of first term legislators uh, coming in to kind of prove themselves and now in May they've got to go back home and uh, make sure to tell voters that they proved to prove themselves uh, because they have a May primary election so this may be a shorter legislative session because they are going to want to go back to their districts and uh, start campaigning um, so Logan. The, the deadline target to adjourn for this session is March 22nd. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you think that could happen? I always like to say my job title is reporter, not predictor. So don't yeah. hold me to anything. But yeah, I was looking, you know, these these uh, timelines that the Legislative Council Administrative Leadership sets are always optimistic. They hardly ever meet them. But I did go back. I looked last year. They adjourned sine die um, on April 6th. So that's not, you know too awfully long. That's the beginning of April. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you know, this year we've got a primary coming up and, you, you know, the uh, the timeline that it's about a two week period where they actually file the paperwork to officially declare that they are candidates to be on the ballot. Uh, and that's, I believe, the first two weeks of March. So that'll certainly motivate people to get home and start campaigning. And also, I think it's really insightful that you pointed out how many first term freshman lawmakers we had. Because this, the 2022 session was the first session after the new census and redistricting and redrawing all these district lines. The legislature had a lot of new faces in it. It mm-hmm. was almost, you know, nearly 50% turnover among the whole group. And so a lot of that was A, them learning how to be a lawmaker for the first time. You know, it's a lot of work, a lot of new faces, a lot of paperwork. There's a lot that goes into it. And also figuring out the group dynamic. But this session is going to be different. They have a session under their belts. They kind of know who's more conservative, who's more moderate. I can't point to a single region of the state where there's not some county Republican Party having some giant infighting battle right now. And so kind of my prediction is the honeymoon period is over. They're going to get to the Capitol building and be ready to have these big fights and hopefully get it done early. And, uh, you know, part of, you know, a lot of people from across Idaho coming to Boise for a session a lot of people going back home to campaign. And so fingers crossed things don't get too nasty. And hopefully that doesn't carry over into, you know, into campaign season. It's one thing to disagree about issues. It's another to bicker and be mean. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get the people's business done. I love that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have one more question. Is there a legislator that you particularly like to interview or like a committee that you are particularly interested in this session? Logan, since you're you're more the veteran here, I'll, I'll pick on you first. I spend a lot of my time in the House Revenue and Taxation Committee, which is mm. not a committee I would recommend people spend a lot of time in. It's a lot of, I mean, sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes we talk about like whether we should put cigarette taxes on on vaping products that's an issue that might come back this session true um if you're still on twitter um you should follow senator mark harris he's the senate majority caucus chair he's a cattle rancher over in soda springs and every once in a while he'll tweet a picture of just like his cows out on the ranch in this in the fresh snow and it's a very uh refreshing timeline cleanse on twitter which can get kind of toxic sometimes so i appreciate that yeah that's that's a real welcome to Idaho. Yeah. Ian, do you have a, a bucket list interview this this session? <laughs> uh, well, sometimes I'm I'm interested to see how um, easy or difficult it is to talk to different legislators. There's often a ton going on during the session. People are in multiple meetings at once. So you got to grab people in the hallway. I, maybe I'll just mention a committee, the um, Joint Finance Appropriations Committee, which is a better known as JFAC, um, is where the... Um, budgets for the state agencies come through each year. Yeah. So I'll be watching that committee closely to see um, where taxpayer money's going. Yeah. All eyes on JFAC as always. I'm glad we referenced that because I wanted to bring it up too. The They're overhauling, quasi overhauling the budget process, the presentation and writing process. Hopefully, you know, if it goes as intended, it'll help make the session shorter and maybe it'll help ease some of the higher education issues mm. that you referenced. It's mm-hmm. always a fight over the higher education budget, but the, the budget writer, uh, the chief budget writers, the co-chairs of JFAC at the event last week told us that they are going to be putting forward what they were calling maintenance budgets early in the session. So basically just like what it would take to keep things at the status quo. And right. then the additional things could maybe be additional bills later on. So maybe it'll give the opportunity for the universities to kind of get, you know, the maintenance budget squeak through and then fight about DEI later on. But that's just kind of conjecture at this point. We'll see how it actually goes. For sure. All right. Well, thank you both for for your time. I know that, uh, yeah, these next few weeks are going to be pretty hectic for you. How can people keep up with your reporting? Uh, Logan, I know that you you wanted to talk about something. Certainly. So this, uh, this is Monday, the first day of the session. We'll have the State of the State address from the governor live on Idaho Public Television, the main channel, the Idaho channel. That'll be at 1 p.m. Uh, That'll be at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, noon Pacific. Um, and of course, it'll be on our website at IdahoPTV.org. Uh, you can find all of our reporting as the legislative session gets going at IdahoReports.org. Uh, watch our show Friday nights. Follow us on all the social media places. Uh, sign up for a newsletter to get a weekly roundup Fridays of everything going on at the State House. You can find all of those links at IdahoReports.org. Awesome. Ian? Yeah. Uh- Head over to idahostatesman.com to read our reporting. Uh, You can also sign up for Capital Letters, our daily newsletter about the legislature. And you can check me out on Twitter at, or X, as it's now known, at Ian Max Stevenson. Uh, I'll be tweeting out my stories there, too. Awesome. Well, thank you both for your time and for your knowledge. Uh, And see you around this legislative session. See you around. Thanks, Blake. Thanks, Blake. that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. And we're excited to be back in your feeds every weekday again. So come back here tomorrow for more local stories from around the city. See you later.